the council approved the uh, 2016 sewer rate increases. And when you did that, in the resolution, you directed uh, engineering staff to take a look at our rate structure and see if a tiered rate for the volume usage of sewage might make sense. Uh, of course, this is subsequent to the water utility doing something similar a year or so ahead of that. Uh, so we, uh, we, we got a team to uh, hire a consultant. Uh, the selection committee consists of myself, Steve Danner Rivers, our financial manager, and uh, Jackie Lawton, the chair of the Board of Public Works. And we selected Raf Tellis, financial consultants out of Kansas City, very good at this type of thing. And at your desk, we've handed out the, uh, the report that details our findings and our recommendations, which uh, will be briefly presented to you by Tom Beckley of Raf Tellis. And we hope to answer any questions you might have as well. Thank you. Tom. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for uh, allowing me to speak to you tonight about our report. Um, so, as Mike said, you know, we were hired to take a look at uh, an inclining block rate structure and whether that made sense for the sewer utility. So we looked at a, a handful of different issues regarding the implementation of an inclining block rate structure. So in, I'll just kind of follow the outline of the report you have in front of you. Um, the first is just general rate setting practices for the, for the wastewater utility industry. Uh, wastewater utility rates are governed by EPA user charge requirements, and basically these are requirements that the EPA uh, passed uh, many years ago, back in 1984. They were documented in a, in a document. But basically these requirements apply to any sewer utility who ever received federal grant funding or uh, SRF loans, which basically applies to any sewer utility over about 40 years old in, in the United States, because certainly back in the 50s and 60s, there were a lot of federal grants used to, to fund uh, sewer utilities. So we, we are bound by these uh, EPA user charge requirements. Um, and the most important aspect in regards to what we're talking about tonight is that there's a requirement that operation maintenance and replacement expense be uh, recovered in proportion to a customer's uh, usage of the system. And the way this is generally interpreted is that you have to charge the same for all usage of the system. And for sewer utilities, this makes sense because, as you may know, on water utilities, we have an inclining block rate structure on our water utility here in Madison, and that's a very common practice uh, throughout the United States. But what you have to recognize is that truly represents a cost of service difference in water utilities because water utilities must be sized to meet peak demands of the system, and the peak demands for water utilities are caused by users, you know, basically using more water on demand. However, of course, sewer utilities have peak flows as well, but what you have to recognize with sewer utilities is peak flows for sewer utilities are related to wet weather events, even when you have a separated system because you get, you get flows that you don't particularly want in there, but they happen to get into the system. So they're not driven by users saying there's certain users, you know, putting more into the system. They're driven by peak events, wet weather events on the sewer side. So there's not that same nexus of cost causation that you can say, well, if you use more, you're causing a peak on the system that we have to build it bigger for. It's really more related to wet weather flows. Um, the next thing uh, we wanted to talk about was just general industry practices. Um, so despite the fact that we can't make this cost of service high to, uh, to support um, an inclining block rate structure for sewer utilities, 
it's not uncommon to, for some utilities to do this. I wouldn't say it's common. It's not widely used, but it's certainly when you look across the country, there are several dozen, if not more, utilities that we were able to identify that use inclining block rate structures. However, once we examine those and we talk to city staff at some of these utilities that, that have these structures and even just examining the rate structures themselves, what we found is they weren't um, intended to promote conservation. Rather, they're using these rate structures to promote affordability by basically having what you, what, what's sometimes called a lifeline rate, where if you keep your usage under a certain level, you'll pay a very low volume rate for your first, you know, however much usage, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 gallons of usage is what we typically saw with these utilities. You would pay a relatively low rate, and this really isn't a cost service rate. It just recognizes we're trying to allow people to limit their sewer bill by using less water. Now, in general, the challenge with doing that for affordability that I want to point out is um, when you talk about people, you know, retirees, one or two people living in a small household, you can sometimes say, well, they have low, they can keep their usage low. The challenge is sometimes our most vulnerable customers, those with low incomes, they have two things going against them. One is they don't have efficient plumbing fixtures and plumbing in their homes sometimes. Um, and then the second is just the fact that they're lower income. Sometimes they have larger household sizes. You'll either, and, and I don't just mean because they have more kids, it's just that they'll have aunts, uncles, you know, brothers, sisters living with them to be able to afford to live. They'll have larger household sizes. So it's a tenuous, it's very tenuous to say low income equals low usage. So, so that's one challenge with that approach. Um, so uh, just to, talk about our existing sewer rate structure right now. Right now, Madison's sewer rate structure for residential customers, just for example, it varies. Uh, the base service charge is $12.88 per month for a 5 8 inch meter. Now, for larger meters, they pay a higher base service charge. And then the volumetric charge is about $2.67 per thousand gallons of usage, per thousand gallons of build sewer usage. Um, in, the, in this in this rate structure is consistent with the EPA user charge requirements. Um, one important aspect that governs us here in the state of Wisconsin that is relatively unique for municipal utilities to face is that we have the Public Service Commission that we have to answer to. Now, as you may know, our water rates have to be approved by the Public Service Commission every time they're changed. Um, that is not true for sewer rates. However, if a customer disagrees with something we do on the sewer rates, they can basically file a complaint with the Public Service Commission, and the Public Service Commission is required to look at it. And so they will look at it and say, well, this really isn't, this is just somebody complaining their bill's too high, you know, without much basis. But the challenge is, when we take a look at what we talked about before, which is it's difficult to make a cost-of-service justification for implementing an inclining block rate structure, if somebody were to complain to the to the uh, PSC about this, and one thing I want to point out actually is part of our team, a uh, sub-consultant for us on this project uh, is an engineering firm named Rupert Milkey. And what's important about them is they actually have two gentlemen, uh, David Sheard and Andy Beam, who combined have about 30 years experience basically. Work, they worked for the PSC examining these types of issues, so they helped us, you know, kind of discuss and work out these issues. But their feeling was it would be very, the PSC would be highly likely if there were complaints filed to kind of take a deeper look at this, and it would be difficult for us to support a justification for inclining block sewer rate structures in front of the PSC. However, that's not, we didn't stop there. We didn't say, well, let's forget about this whole thing. 
Instead, what we did is we said, well, let's take a look at our rate structure and see if there's something that we can do to promote conservation within those kind of boundaries and, you know, without making a radical change to the rate structure. So what we looked at is our cost-to-service methodology for the sewer utility is, and it's pretty well laid out, actually, in our ordinance. There's a very specific cost allocation methodology laid out in city ordinances how the sewer utility allocates cost to different components. And one thing in particular we notice is that for the collection system, operation and maintenance and depreciation of the collection system right now is allocated 65% to the fixed service charge component and 35% to the volume charge. And we can tell you, just compared to standard industry practices, this is a high allocation of cost to fixed charge. Now, of course, you could say, you know, a collection system. Sure. Excuse me? The major municipalities, how cost is allocated? Is it is the 65, it, We can tell you. I mean, we do a lot of these types of studies. We, I mean, basically, uh, you know, Mike mentioned we're a very well-qualified firm. Just to give you a quick 10-second background on our firm, basically we have 75 employees, and about 60% of the work we do is water and sewer cost of service studies and rate studies. So we have, basically, I've done sewer uh, studies for dozens of sewer utilities. I've been doing this for about 16 years. And I can tell you, and I talked with some other people in our company, it's a very high allocation to fixed charge to have 65% allocated to fixed and only 35% to volume. But in terms of the PSC is one of the things that they use in in their analysis is comparability to right. similar state. Um, so we could probably, if the PSC were to ever challenge the 65%, I feel comfortable we, we could justify that. It's at the extreme, but it's not completely unjustifiable. But it, 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 is, it is high. And given, you know, council's direction that you'd like to try to promote conservation through your sewer rates, basically what we're proposing is that we take some of those costs that are being allocated to the fixed component and move them to the volume component. So this doesn't get exactly as extreme as an inclining block rate structure, but what it does do is put more emphasis on how much you use to how much you're being billed. Um, and so we don't want to make a radical change, especially because this, the water utility, you know, relatively recently implemented their inclining block rate structure, plus they're working on another update of that rate structure right now. So basically what we're proposing is when you look at the ordinance language that's included in this report, and I've highlighted the specific sessions related to the collection system, what we're proposing is that we shift that 65% fixed to 50% fixed. And we do that over three years, again, so it's not a radical change all at once. And so we do that over three years, and we're going to shift just some costs. And this won't make a huge difference because one important thing to recognize about the sewer utilities cost is approximately 60% of our costs are what we pay to MMSD. And basically, MMSD does a very thorough and complete cost allocation process, and we just take their cost allocations and allocate them the same way that MMSD does. And so this isn't a huge change to the rate structure. And I've got an example bill here, because basically the typical residential customer in Madison uses about 4,000 gallons per month. Um, they have about 4,000 gallons per month build usage. So basically... If we had made this change in 2016, the impact, the complete change, not phased in, but just to give you an example of ultimately where this would end up, is our fixed service charge would have been about a dollar lower. Instead of 12.88, it would have been 11.88. This isn't a radical difference, but on the flip side, our volume charge then would increase by about 13 cents per thousand gallons. And so, again, this is a this is a change. It promotes conservation. 
it has the added benefit of somewhat doing the same thing that I mentioned other utilities do, which is it promotes a little bit of affordability by allowing people, especially those on fixed incomes who can keep their usage low, 1,000, 2,000 gallons a month, to see a small, you know, it's not a decrease in their bill, but it will be less of an increase as these changes are implemented. Because basically what we're proposing that is that you do this over the next three years in combination with your usual rate adjustment cycle. And then basically what will happen is instead of everybody's bills going up, say, 4% a year, you know, those who use less will only see a 2% increase, while those who use more will see a larger increase. So that, you know, based on, you know, Exa again, examining the rate structure, this we felt this was a reasonable alternative to going as far as inclining block rate structure, which we would just been felt would have been difficult to defend and justify based on the cost of service principles. But instead, this kind of, this this does promote conservation and provide some benefit on the affordability side. So this is why you know we're proposing this recommendation. And again, the other important thing to consider is that the water utility is doing their own thing, and we've talked to them, and, and they're working on a new rate case right now. And so there's that going on, too. And so after three years after you do this, we can take a look at where both the water and sewer bill, because you should really look at them, obviously, on a combined basis, and just see where we're at in terms of conservation, because then you could consider maybe even shifting these percentages further if you wanted to, if we still felt we needed to do more or, you know, just move forward from there. So that's our uh, recommendation. Are there any other questions? Yes. Measure sewage use? Or no, in this, except for very large uh, industrial customers, and this is common practice, there are not residential sewer meters. Instead, we basically say your water usage is what your built sewer usage will be. So, I mean, the kind of outlier then is for people who have gardens in the drought season, you wind up paying more for sewage building than those. Correct. No. Um, and, and again, just to kind of make sure I make this point again, the, the recommendation, you know, in working with staff, because there has to be changes made to the ordinance is to implement these changes is really what they're, they're expecting is that they would do this with the 2018 sewer rate adjustment, not the one that you will uh, consider uh, in the next month or so because there, there's other things that need to be adjusted before we can make this change. Are there, um, are there uh, sewer utilities that do use inclining block? Like I said, there's a handful, but it's usually to address affordability, not to promote conservation. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, and basically it's not cost of service based. It's just we want to promote affordability and here's how we're going to do it. I mean, the challenge is it, you, do, you, you do promote affordability, but sometimes you have some very high-income people who have low sewer usage, so, so it's not necessarily as targeted as you might like. Are there, are there further questions of Mr. Beckley or Mr. Daly? Otherwise, Mike, you want to... Summarize. I just uh, wanted to wrap up by saying, so tonight at council, we're introducing the resolution that will set next year's rates. And obviously, as a precursor to that, we were to report back to the Board of Estimates. Um, I don't know that we'll have to do a detailed report. This year's rates, yeah. 
Okay, you're right. This year's rates, which we want to take effect April 1st. And as Tom was alluding to, if we make this change that's proposed in the study, it would be an ordinance amendment, ordinance change. Um, so we would need time to draft that probably over the summer before I retire and get that uh, on the books for the 2018 rates. Thanks for your time tonight. Any other questions by any colleagues? Seeing none, thank you both very much. And just apologies on our behalf for our tardy arrival. We, most of us were downstairs in another city meeting. So I'm sorry we weren't here for the beginning of the presentation. Okay. Thank you both.